Welcome to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name is Jeremy. My name is Adam. And we're doing a special thing that's, it's late, but we're doing it anyways. Yeah, this is a special thing that is all in the hands of one Jeremy, <laughs> who uh, who just said he wanted to do this, and I was like, okay. We, from time to time, like to dig deep uh, into, well, it's not that deep, but dig into pop culture things. Uh, most notably, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars. I think those are our, pretty much the only kind of pop culture things we ever really get into. But we're so much more deep than that. For example, Adam. Would you, would you, would you say we dig shallow? We dig shallow? Hmm. No, Adam. I would say we're a fountain of pop culture knowledge from maybe the late 80s and early 90s, the, like 1988 Perhaps. to 1992, like a little fine window of time. For example, Sounds did, about right. did you know that Adam and I both like Star Trek? I did know that. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk about Star Trek today. I guess we could, start, we could talk a little bit about Star Trek. Adam, are you watching Picard? I, okay, I've, I watched the first episode and I really liked it. And um, I haven't watched it since. I, and I, I may, I'm intending to because I paid for that stupid service for the sole purpose of watching Picard. Um, but I just haven't been doing it for some reason. I, I'm not really sure why. Have you watched Discovery? Yeah, I watched all of Discovery. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic about that. It wasn't bad. Uh, it just wasn't. It wasn't Star Trek. <laughs> no. I, it was fun. Um, I feel I binged it. So I binged season one and then I binged season two. Like I watched the first couple of episodes and I was like, okay, I can see some p potential here. I think I got to the third episode and I'm like, there's no way I would lose interest if I tried to do this week by week. Like if I just, <laughs> if I don't just get this out of the way, it's just not happening. I can see that. Yep. I think with that one, I binged the second half of the season of season one. Um, cause that's when it picks up. So that was kind of fun, but I, I did kind of wait until I had a handful of episodes to watch. And with season two, I think same thing. I got a few episodes in and then I just waited until the rest of them came out and binged them. Yeah. But we're not here to really talk about any of those franchises. No, we're here to talk to another, uh, talk about another franchise. Um, we're here to talk about the Terminator franchise. Yes. <laughs> I was going to go, what? But then I was like, I know what we're talking about, so why should I do that? I are, This isn't a surprise to me. I already know this. We talked about this. <laughs> exactly. I know what we're doing here. So a while ago- I'm even prepared. <laughs> nice. So a while ago, we uh, obviously Terminator, the latest Terminator movie came out. Uh, I had watched the trailers, and I was like, well, this looks promising, and my- my kid is like 13 years old and I was like, well, I'll, let's, let's do this Terminator thing. Right. It was kind of a formative in my childhood. Maybe, maybe this movie will have the same resonance uh, to him and maybe that could be a bonding thing and we'll go back and we'll watch the other Terminator movies. But before we get into really talking about that movie, I got some things planned. Um, but I talked to Adam, I talked to you, Adam. Now I'm talking to you. Now I'm not talking to the audience anymore. I talked to you and I said, hey, Adam, we should do a Terminator episode right after this movie comes out. And you're like, okay. 
and then you got sick or something and you just watched the movie like yesterday or something. Yeah, I I, um, I did get sick. I also just didn't feel like going to... The, the, I, I've, I've seen every Terminator movie in the theater except for the first one. And this is the first time I haven't. Um, and I'm not really, I guess, I just, I've been, I've really been down in the theater. Oh, and I've mentioned that in the podcast before. Yeah, I, I, I echo that sentiment. We had a whole chunk of the Star Wars episode where we talked about poor uh, theater going experiences, so... Yeah. 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 What so, can you do? Yeah, I don't know. Just wait till it comes home, I guess. So mm. be- before we get going into this movie, I feel like we got to talk about the other movies. So since we're so far out from the latest movie that came out, this is like Adam and Jeremy's Danger Room Terminator Spectacular. Okay. We're going to talk about all of it. Although some of them won't get more than, you know, a couple sentences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so most of them. <laughs> Actually there's there's six of them now, so I would I'm guessing we're gonna talk about three of them and not talk about three of them. Yeah, that's probably accurate. But so to kick things off, Adam, um, I have a quiz for you. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Now the quiz should be pretty easy. Like I didn't have time to like look into like all the characters and actors and stuff like that to like really come up with like a like a like a really deep um you know, I don't know, pop culture quiz. Uh so what I want to challenge you Adam or ask you is can you name all six movies and can you tell me what year they came out? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Can you do either of those? Can you I can guess? Do, I can. I can name all of the movies. I want you to take a. I want you to guess at the year, though. Just. Just cause. Okay. Um. All right. I'm not going to get any of these correct. So we we have the Terminator, which came out in 1984. Bingo. Nice. You're really two wow. for two right there. Amazing. Well, two for however many I have in this list. Two for twelve, I guess. We have Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which I'm going to say came out in 1991. Oh, man, you're just killing it. Four, really? Four for 12. Okay. And then we have, uh, <laughs> oh, what was the third one called? It was Terminator 3, oh, man, Rise of the Machines. And uh, let's say that one came out in 2002. Uh, Two. Ooh. 2003. Yeah, I'll give you a half point for that. It was 2003. I was going to go with 2003, but I was like, was that 2002? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, then we have um, Terminator Salvation, I think is what it's called. We stopped numbering them at that point. And man, this is when I get lost. Uh, I'm going to say that one came out in, uh, let me logically here. <laughs> When did the last one even come out? That was like only a couple of years ago. Uh, let's say 2012. Mm. Yeah, it was 2009. Okay. I was, I was going to go with 10, which would have been wrong as well. I would have given you like a half point maybe, but 12 is just, that's wrong. And um, that was during the Governator period, so we didn't have a lot of Terminators during that period. Just the one. Um, then we have... Terminator Genesis or Genesis. <laughs> and that one just came out a couple of years ago. So it is, it is, it is 2020 now. So I'm going to say that one came out in 
2016. Uh, so close. It was 2015. Oh, I was going to say 2015. And what was the latest one called? Uh, the latest one was Terminator Dark Fate. And that came out in 2019. And that's, I hate that title. It's a terrible title. Why not call it No Fate? What will we make? I am uh, shocked, Adam, that you got you you got every single one of those titles exactly correct. I struggled with Rise of the Machines. You, you said the Terminator for the first one, and then you went to you dropped the from the rest of the Terminator titles. Well, yeah, that's 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 straight up like nerd cred there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like if I was taking that quiz, I would have done a lot worse. <laughs> I don't okay. know that I would have been able to pull. Salvation. I don't know if I'd have been able to. I would have been like the one with the yelly guy was. That's that one. <laughs> uh, extra credit. What's the other? Uh, what's the other thing that came out on TV? What was that called? Oh, the Sarah Connor Chronic. The Sarah Connor Chronicles lasted two seasons, and uh, remains to this day my favorite follow-up to T two. Uh, I'll give you some credit for getting that synopsis correct, but. It's Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that came out in 2008. And uh, not that really canon matters so much, but in the pantheon of Terminator 2 to Terminator 3, does the Sarah Connor Chronicles jive? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I was, the little bit of research I did, oh man, I might have this detail wrong. But, but they, they, so, so Sarah Connor Chronicles came out after Terminator 3. Mm-hmm. And in Terminator 3, they established that Sarah Connor is dead. Right. Um, but in Sarah Connor Chronicles, Sarah Connor's battling leukemia. Right. So Sarah Connor Chronicles starts at, at before Terminator 3, and then they jump forward into the future after Terminator 3. So she is technically dead in the past, but she's in the future now. So she's okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, doing some research and then I forgot it. But one of the producers, I want to say it was the Rise of the Machines producers, uh, served as producer on the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which would make me think that they would want to try to make it all work from a canon perspective. It's one of those stupid timeline things. We can make this work if we do it this way. Um, so it, it's basically an alternate timeline type of deal. And also, if you're not happy that Sarah Connor died in episode three, uh, the third movie, well, she could be back because of the Sarah Connor Chronicles and the time jump. Although, yes, spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen the latest uh, Terminator 6, we're going we're gonna to spoil it. Um, I'm going to start spoiling it right now. But if you like John Connor, he's oh, not oh, around oh, anymore. <laughs> I, I really wish you wouldn't have, Adam. I, I really wanted to talk about it because that was, that was <laughs> one of the high points of me going into that movie was knowing that <laughs> Edward Furlong was had a build role in the movie, but but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'm not even sure how he had a build role. They used <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> just 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 hold on to that little nugget. I I know you okay. want. I also want to talk about probably rant about that just a little bit. But let's go back, Adam. When when did you first uh, get exposed to the Terminator? So I I probably on VHS. Sure. Uh, somewhere between. When it came out and and uh, and part two, uh, I think there was a big '80s thing with the aliens and uh, what else? Predator. Ro- 
Cop, Predator, all those 80s movies that we all rented on VHS and just kind of watched the heck out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same here. I I think uh, I had uh, my uncle had uh, rented. This is a funny story. I remember it clearly. We went to a drive-up video store where I think they called in their videotapes ahead of time. And then we pulled up to the drive-thru and they handed us a bag of our tapes. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the two tapes were in there. One was Predator for my uncle. And the other one was Dirty Dancing for my aunt. <laughs> and it was like so cliche, like to get the manly movie for the man and the sexy dance movie for the woman. It's funny. But anyways, uh, I had watched uh, Predator and then that, that just kind of started me down the path of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And of course, running down that list of Commando, uh, Running Man. Um, what else was what, what else was in that list? Uh, I don't remember. I may have just listed them all. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. The only one I haven't seen out of kind of that like early run uh, kind of past um, Hercules Goes Bananas uh, and Conan. I guess Conan was probably his breakout role. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, Hercules Goes Banana or Her- Hercules Takes Manhattan or whatever the heck it is. He was, <laughs> wasn't he dubbed in that one? He was, he was totally dubbed, yes. Yeah. Um, I, the only one out of that kind of group before he kind of grew up and went to like, uh, I don't know, twins. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Uh, I never saw Raw Deal with um, Jim Belushi. I don't know if I saw that one either. Yeah. Well, there was like a, in the action section of the local video store in my town, there was like uh, the action section kind of broke. Well, there was like a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger section. And so I would look at all those covers and I would, you know, you'd see Predator, you'd see Commando and you'd see Terminator uh, and then you'd see Raw Deal, which was basically like him with slick back hair, doubled up with John, uh, Jim Jim Belushi. No, which one? Total Recall. Which is Total the one? Total Recall. Yeah, that's later though. That's like, like serious work, Schwarzenegger. Which Belushi <laughs> is still alive? Is that Jim or John? You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I always get them mixed up, right? But I think it was Jim I, Belushi. I, I think it, James Belushi is still alive. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, the cover wasn't. Based on the cover and kind of the back artwork, I was like, this doesn't look interesting. So I never saw that one. But eventually I watched Predator and uh, I thought it was awesome. Um, There's that sexy sex scene that was like, I was like 14. I was like, oh my God, look at that. Uh, But there's a a sex scene in Predator? Terminator. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I guess if I said Predator, I meant to say Terminator. You confused me. It would be interesting, though, if they would to remake Predator, like exactly the same, but there was a love scene between Arnold's character and um, who was... There was only uh, one woman in that whole movie. Not the woman. The <laughs> Was it Richard Roundtree? No, who's the black guy with like the huge muscles and also oh, smoking? Oh, Carl Weathers? Yeah, Carl Weathers. <laughs> like just like, a like, love scene like, between those two. Very passionate, <laughs> romantic, steamy and, and whatnot. And then they're like, okay... Uh, let's go f- kill that predator. <laughs> we should do we should do like a, one of these on the Predator series because oh. I only have a lot to say about the first one, but the rest of them would just be I don't know they're fascinatingly not good. <laughs> they're they're pretty bad. Uh, and so then of course Terminator Two was I uh, kind of to me the it's uh 
and maybe I'm skewed, maybe I'm looking at it in rose-colored glasses, but kind of like the definition of a summer blockbuster, in my opinion. Yeah, it was definitely like a game changer, I guess. I mean, I, I can't speak to like how it is from like a money perspective or like a, what what it means in the 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 history of cinema, but I do I do know that for me uh, personally, it was probably is and will always be the the best action film of all time. Yeah, and so it's such an it's such a it's such an interesting movie. Well, it's such an interesting like in 1984 they made a low budget movie about you know robots from the future coming back to kill the future leader, and it's it's low budget. Uh, although in the first movie, what they do with some of those stop action miniatures is pretty fascinating and. In my, I just, I recently watched them in preparation for the episode we were supposed to do two months ago. So it's more or less <laughs> fresh in my mind, but they spend, they show more future content in Terminator 1 than they do in Terminator 2. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, yeah. Ter- Terminator, Tamer, the, fir- the Terminator first movie is, is a horror film. It's very, it's very not a summer blockbuster. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know if I'd call it. A horror movie, but there's definitely elements in it that that I guess are kind of scary. But it's definitely not. It was never. I don't think it was ever intended to be a blockbuster. If anything, it might have been intended to be like uh, drive-ins and like straight to VHS. Is maybe what its original target was. Well, when I say when I say horror movie, I mean it's like the you have the unkillable monster who is coming after you and just like never. No matter how close you get to killing it, you never kill it, and it's kind of. It has that sort of horror vibe to it. Plus there's that scene where he like slices out his eyeball with an exacto knife. Yeah. That's pretty frightening. That's, that's pretty scary. Yeah. But yeah, then it's such a it's such a weird thing to take that which was arguably a low budget movie. I don't even know how well it was received. It was probably pretty well received maybe at an underground perspective. I guess I don't really know. But, well, I think it was for from our perspective like renting it as a VHS, it was one of those classics that you had to watch. Yeah. But it's an interesting that that property was picked up and then put out with this major uh, release with Terminator 2, which had and must have had an infinitely higher budget than the first Terminator movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, the, the effects alone. I mean, when you think about Terminator 2 and I think the ground that it broke, right? And just not even really talking about the CGI, which I feel still holds up really well today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the scenes where they drive the semis like off bridges and stuff. Yeah. Like that's really happening. There's no CGI there. There's no matting there. Like they're driving that thing off of a bridge. Well, that's why I say it's like the best action film ever because the scene, all of the action sequences are well shot. They're easy to figure out what's going on. It's, you know, it's, it's clear from start to finish what's happening and they're tense and they're they're well done. They're it's they're I feel like they're some of the best action sequences ever put to film. And the other thing about Terminator 2, which I also find fascinating, fascinating is the director's cut is terrible. <laughs> the theatrical release is it's just perfect. Yeah. It cuts like um most of James Cameron's director's cuts and when I say that, I'm only talking about The Abyss. I guess I can't think of any other director's cut he's done. But The Abyss director's cut is is fantastic. It fills in like a whole bunch of gaps and, and really clears up the whole ending about like what was happening with those underground things. Oh, I guess Aliens director's cut was actually really good too. 
because it threw in some more stuff about Ripley's daughter and such. I don't like the aliens director's cut. No, no, it, it adds stuff that doesn't seem to be necessary and it's poorly acted and it's information that is interesting, but you don't need to know it. Sure. I think, uh, I think the difference maybe between that director's cut and the Terminator two director's cut is not only do you not need the information, the information that you're getting is conveyed elsewhere in like much quicker, more succinct scenes mm-hmm. uh, in Terminator 2. Whereas Aliens, yeah, you know, talking about Ripley's daughter and some of those extended scenes kind of adds a little bit of character development and kind of builds out that world a little bit more, but it's not redundant and arguably it's not necessary, but I I don't mind a longer story as long as it's not like, uh, poor, well, I guess there's some pretty bad acting in the Terminator 2 director's cut. There's pretty bad acting in the Aliens director's cut, too. I'll have to rewatch that. That might also be a uh, rose-colored glasses thing. Like, there's there's a whole sequence that I remember with Newt's family, where we meet Newt's family, and none of them can act. Yeah, I can see how that that's... I mean, you don't really need to know Newt's family to sympathize with her. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it also spoils her entrance, which is a little rat girl that's underneath the... You know, living with the aliens that you mm. would never expect. Sure. Okay. Well, then uh, the abyss director's cut, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you've mentioned that before. I've got. I want to go back and watch that. I, yeah, you should. It's good. I don't. I don't know that I. I will ever do that, but I would like to. Did you, Did you like the abyss? Yeah, I thought the abyss was good. It was not. I don't really remember it that well, though. It's not like it's not like one of my important movies. Okay, that's fair. I don't think it's many people's uh, important movies, but for some reason it connected with me and I do. Well, I guess I like Ed Harris and uh, the woman that's in that movie. Good acting, good actors. That's that's what I think what I remember about it is you remember the T-1000 at the end and you remember the the good acting and and that it was intense. Yeah. So that, excuse me. So that's, that's Terminator 2. I mean, I, I don't think we could heap enough praise on it. I've even watched... Uh, some of the YouTube videos are like the top 20 things wrong with Terminator 2 and you watch it and they start calling things things out and, and it's you're kind of like, I, I know, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, I'm sure there are plenty of flaws in Terminator 2, but who who cares? There's one flaw in that uh, doesn't, in my opinion, from a continuity perspective, it makes no sense. But from just a pure visual, it's 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 and, it, and that's the truck driving off the bridge. Because when you see it in the initial scene, it's coming down the highway, but then it cuts to it driving off the bridge. But it would have to be going parallel on the bridge to be driving off the bridge, and there would be no way for it to get that speed. But it doesn't matter, because it's such a cool scene. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it leads to, like, a really cool chase scene with uh, Terminator and Ed Furlong. Yep. Again, I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I never thought about that. And you know why I never thought about it? Because it didn't matter. Exactly. So you don't notice it because you're invested in the action. If you're invested in the action, most flaws don't really matter. Now here's here's the thing that I want to start I want to kind of build out as we talk about the rest of these movies. So in the original Terminator, <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger is sent back. Uh he's got his uh his endo his skeleton is is metal. So the story is we're led to believe that the Terminators are robots that that kill people and every 
or all of the Terminators or just some of the Terminators are covered with flesh so that they can infiltrate like the enemy's base. I think it's just some because there there are scenes where you just a bunch of have endoskeletons walking around. But then there's also that scene that takes place in the future where a Terminator invades their their headquarters or something like that. Yeah. And I really like that scene in the Terminator. It's not Arnold. It's another big guy who just like kind of comes up like and gets in the door. The dogs are barking at him and then he just like opens fire and uh, then you realize like, oh, it's a Terminator in flesh. Uh, i.e. just like Arnold is just a Terminator in flesh. And then you go to Terminator 2 and Arnold gets sent back. And you're, again, you're willing to forgive it because the movie's just so good and so much fun that you don't even really think about like, well, why would there be another Arnold Terminator? It just doesn't (laughs) matter. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, there's been like several of them. So, <laughs> well, this begins that trend of like every one of these movies has to have an Arnold Terminator. And I guess yeah. it's it's a it's a minor nitpick, but I feel like the first movie was establishing like no, that like this is just the skin is just like a disguise and there's a lot of different types of skins. So, I guess why and they are, even go to the length of explaining it in Terminator 3. Why there's so many Arnolds? Yeah. Well, good. I I let's move on to Terminator 3 unless you have anything else to say about Terminator 2. So uh, the uh, Terminator 1 establishes the the idea that you send somebody back in the past and you have you have a good guy and you have a bad guy. The bad guy is trying to kill somebody, the good guy is trying to save somebody. Uh the bad guy is the unstoppable person that you end up fighting for the whole movie. The good guy always dies in the end. Terminator 2 follows follows that form, but Instead of being a horror movie, it becomes uh, more of a chase movie where it's just it's just uh, a chase after chase after chase. And it's it, be, it becomes these big, elaborate set pieces of chase movies. And every movie that follows in the Terminator franchise is basically attempting to remake the chase sequences in Terminator 2. I have one. I want before we move on, I have one gripe that's always bothered me. Okay. Uh, and, you know, nothing I say will change it because it's already happened. But uh, do you remember the advertising campaign for Terminator 2? I do, because it was like very subtle. It was just a, a printing press of sorts <laughs> where you have uh, like an endoskeleton become an Arnold Schwarzenegger. There was that one. Uh, but as the movie got closer to being released... Uh, we got trailers and we got the Guns N' Roses music video, which featured a ton of scenes from the movie. Uh, and they basically told you, like, there's this melty Terminator and there's Arnold. And for some reason, Arnold's good. Where I was, So we used to, I feel like you and I spoiled that for ourselves. I mean, maybe you spoiled it in the trailer before that. But we, I thought before we were actually... Watching before we saw the movie, weren't we like collecting the the trading cards? We we absolutely. Well, I had the trading cards. I don't know if they were before the movie or probably was before the movie because the trading cards had like the Michael Bean scenes, which were ultimately cut for the theatrical release. Right, right. But I'm I'm like I watch like anytime that well I see I had MTV. I don't think you had cable. So anytime that Guns and Roses song came on MTV, I would stop everything and watch every single frame of the thing just to see what more I could capture. And they showed you the truck driving off the bridge. They showed you uh, Terminator shooting his shotgun with Ed Furlong on the back. 
Uh, you saw melty stuff. Um, but when you watch the movie, the movie is structured in the way that you just described of like, when it starts, you would just assume like, okay, there's another bad Terminator. And okay, this little guy, he must be our hero. Right. And then you have that scene about 20 minutes in where, wait a minute, things aren't right. And I, I really wish I could have had the experience of watching that movie without all of that spoiled for me. I agree that 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 sequence is amazing. Even even if you know what's going on, oh, you 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 kind of watch it and you're like, oh man, I wish I didn't know what was going on because that would be amazing. By the like, way, uh, spoilers. <laughs> we did a spoiler warning. Did we? <laughs> okay. Yeah, way back, way back. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we're gonna uh, if we haven't we said we we're gonna spoil the new one. We're gonna spoil all of them. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, if you haven't seen Terminator 2, all right, well, that's on you. I felt the same way about the trailers of the new one. There were a couple points in the new one where I was like, oh, I wish I didn't know that. Oh, I was supposed to have been better if I didn't know that. I purposely uh, avoided as much media for the latest one as possible. Um, outside of knowing that Sarah, well, um, Linda Hamilton was back. Uh, I would see it now just like, ah, turn my head. And then that's all I knew is that Linda Hamilton was in it and, and yeah. nothing else. That so, would have, that would that would have been smart. Yeah. So Terminator three, you said that they explain why there's so many Arnolds. Yeah. It's really dumb. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't remember. And I think I saw that movie twice to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. It's, it's as far as the formula goes, it follows the formula of T2. Uh, exactly. It goes into um, the factory where they're building the T1, uh, which is probably Skynet. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and the T1 is like obviously a uh, like a short circuit style android type thing with a smiley face. And uh, there there is a, a scene that I think was a cut scene where the director of the department or maybe some military guy is is Arnold is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger is the guy that they're basing um all of the uh one of the models of the T800 off of Yeah, that's right. I do and, vaguely uh, remember that. And they dub over Arnold Schwarzenegger with a southern accent and somebody makes a comment that we're going to have to change that voice though. And it's funny. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. So Terminator 3, here's what I remember. Uh Sarah Connor has died. Uh, the kid from Carnival uh, is in it. It was before Carnival, right? Was it? it might, oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he at, right after that he went to Carnival. I uh, I don't. Was he in other stuff? He was in um, that Frank Miller movie, um, Sin City. Yes. Oh, okay. He I played the yellow bastard for like a minute. I thought like he was gonna break out into like major actor, but. He kind of fizzled, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, I think he was I think he was fine in the movie, as I recall. Claire, Claire Danes was in that yeah, movie, Claire, too. Claire Danes was in there. Um, and then uh, Arnold was sent back yet again. Spoilers. This time by Claire Danes, not by John Connor. So he could only he would only follow Claire Danes's orders, not not John's orders. Right. Yeah. I remember that being a thing as they drove a bus. I believe there was a bus being driven. Uh, and then and they sent a, like a woman Terminator who was like a hybrid T-800, T-1000. The TX. Yeah. It was, 
silly, but it was fun. Yeah, now they had know. CGI to play, like real, like a lot of CGI to play with. So I remember there were some fight scenes of, of them like racking their heads uh, uh, through porcelain sinks a lot. There was like a bathroom <laughs> fight scene. And there was a, a, an embarrassing interview where Arnold's like, yeah, I really like this movie because I got to take a woman and throw her through sinks. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it was something to that extent of like, who wouldn't want to do that? Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... The, uh, the, the interesting things of the T, T3 was that there is a subplot about how in the future, ter- the Terminator kills John Connor and they... They are, they don't talk about it. They, they, like, he wants to know why and he can't tell him why. Um, and he says like, there's a bunch of orders out. And so there's, there were like, they were sprinkling some things that they were going to explore in different films that never got explored. I don't remember that. Yeah. It's, you'd only see it in Terminator three. I feel like it was important for, uh, John Connor and Claire Danes to live because maybe they were going to have another leader baby. Or, yeah, probably. Or they were like an Adam and Eve for after the war or something. I don't remember. <laughs> so 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 she was like one of his generals or something. And I think that's the movie where the TX is going around killing all of John Connor's generals because they decided the, oh. the future decided killing John Connor was tough. So let's go after all of his main generals. Yeah, I I remember that. And she was a general. So they. They needed to keep her alive and him alive so that they would have a something chance or something like that. like that. Oh, and then also, uh, so at the end of Terminator 2, like the idea was like they stopped Skynet uh, and no fate but what we make, the un, what was it, the unseen road or something like that. Basically, the metaphor at the end of the first Terminator movie was like she was heading down this road and there was no, there was no avoiding it. And at the end of Terminator 2, she was on the open road where it was any like just let's drive like like nothing's been written nothing's been done it it's a it's a clean slate basically uh and then in terminator 3 they come along and they're like well it just kind of delayed skynet by a couple of years yeah because we got to make more terminator <laughs> movies yeah so i don't know it, it really kind of takes talk about all right so most of these movies from here on out kind of take the the wind out of the sails of the end of Terminator 2. Uh, yeah, and this, sure. is, this is the first of those where you're like, okay. So that's, I recall that. And then at the end, uh, Skynet becomes aware and they hole up in an old uh, fallout shelter. And Skynet launches the missiles that they've been talking about since I think the first Terminator. Yeah. Which is, which is cool. I mean, that was probably my favorite scene of that movie. It was like, all right, so the next one's going to take place after that. That's interesting. It's like we're, we're, we we basically just redid Terminator 2, but now we're doing it in such a way that – so the Terminator 2 was interesting because Terminator was – they saved Sarah Connor, but everything's going to stay the same. Terminator 2 is they saved John Connor, but also let's let's stop Skynet altogether. Yep. And then they get away from that after that because like if you stop Skynet – forever you can't have a franchise you have no so movies. the next movie you you have you know a return to the t2 formula but the future is going to happen again yeah i'm sure that when james cameron made terminator 2 he was like yeah this this is the bookend like we got two parts and and i'm out 
And I'm yeah. sure somebody drove up with a dump truck full of money and they're like, hey, we want to make Terminator 3. And he's like, all right, <laughs> we can do that. I think he has served as a producer on all of the Terminator movies. I'm not sure about Salvation. I'm sure as like a contract. It's like, yeah, I want a taste. I want 5% of everything. Uh, yeah. My production details are John Connor is a, as a man and Sarah Connor is his mom. Yeah. There you go. You guys figure out the rest. Uh, yeah. So then, I don't know. I don't really remember much more about Terminator 3. Um, Terminator 3 is still fun, but it is nowhere near the heights of Terminator 2. And most people thought it was a disappointment, probably because it was basically Terminator 2 redone. Yeah, I think I saw that one in the theater. And I think there was some hype. Like, we all saw Terminator 2 and we're like, oh, okay, Terminator 3. Like, let's, let's go check it out. And I remember... I, I, I didn't look up the runtime of Terminator 3, but for some reason, I feel like it's a 90-minute movie. That could be. And and I think when I saw that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I might have that detail wrong. I think that's worth looking. I might have made that up. The problems that I have with Terminator 3 is that they kill off Sarah Connor. And, you know, you don't really get to see anything of that. It just It's just an off-screen thing that happened. And then they recast John Connor. Um, which I guess they did because Edward Furlong had a drug problem. So that makes sense. But I didn't like the the Carnival kid. And I didn't really care for uh, Claire Danes as an action hero either. So so right away, I didn't really care about either of the two leads. But Arnold was back. That was fun. <laughs> Terminator 3 was 109 minutes. Whereas Terminator 2, I think it was like two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, probably. And And this is also, Terminator 3 came out. I feel like in a time where like your um your uh sweeping film like a comedy was 90 minutes uh a sweeping action film or something that's kind of has some meat is going to be 2 hours plus some change. And when I saw the runtime of this one at 109 minutes I was like I have a bad feeling about <laughs> this. Uh Nick Stahl was his name. Yes, yeah, that guy. And Claire Danes. So I didn't have really a problem with that. I felt like he didn't get very many lines in the movie. Um, I recall liking him uh, being made up in the future because I think they did a few future shots. Probably. And I feel like uh, maybe it's just my memory's poor, but I feel like the way they made him up in the future had a resemblance to the future John Connor in Terminator 1 or 2, wherever they showed him. Could be. But, uh, But then comes Terminator Salvation. So what? How many years passed between Terminator Three and Salvation? I feel like there was a big gap. Uh, like in real time or like in movie time? In real time, <laughs> six years. Okay, so which, it took it took six years for them to decide to make another Terminator movie, I mean, which took, is a long time in movie time. It took twelve years to go from Terminator Two to Terminator Three. Oh, really? To, uh, oh. Yeah, nineteen ninety one to two thousand three. Okay. And then 1984 oh. to 1991 is not, that's that's a long time too, right? That's seven yeah. years. It just, I guess for some reason it felt like it was longer for me. Maybe maybe my life was longer. Yeah. It also it, felt like it more or less kind of came out of nowhere. You're like, oh, there's a, this. There's a Turinator movie. All it, right. It's by McG? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was by McG, wasn't it? What What else had he done? He had done Charlie's Angels and that was his big thing. Yeah. And that movie sucks. <laughs> I never, I didn't see it. 
I mean, uh, there was a certain audience that probably really liked it. It was an action film that had a lot of badass women. It was just, it was just uh, dumb. It was still in that transitional period where badass women weren't really badass. They were just kind of like still playing it up to be like silly lady sort of stuff. So it didn't feel, it didn't feel honest. I don't think he did the the sequel to Charlie's Angels. Oh, he didn't do the first one. No, I, don't I thought know. he did both of them. He might have done both of them. Uh, now there's another Charlie's Angels. Oh wait, no, maybe maybe Mick G was replaced with Brett Ratner for th- full throttle. Oh my God, that that's not a good <laughs> sign. Uh, supernatural. I don't know. Yeah, it's just the type of action film that I don't like. That is like cheesy, stupid, and and you know. I want I wanted it to be better. Uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, but Terminator Salvation. I can't remember if I saw this in the theater. I did. But I remember being the only thing I liked about it was seeing the Arnold. <laughs> that was like a thirty, like a thirty-second scene. Yeah, and and the only, and I guess I, that was even spoiled for me because I think that was a big deal. Of they're like, yeah, we found the and the way they did it was they had found a, a wax sculpture of him from about the nineteen eighty-four five time frame, and they I guess they scanned it all in, and it was one of the first um, de-aging, but it wasn't really de-aged. It was like a another man with a kind of a CGI overlay of this rubber i mean wax figure and that's how they made the young arnold that's why they only showed it for 30 seconds and i'm sure it costs like four million dollars to do (laughs) (laughs) uh when i saw that i was like oh that's neat right because he kind of like walks out of the chamber and maybe he looks at the camera i don't remember and then it cuts away to whatever else is going to happen yeah and i also remember arnold was like yeah this is a way for me to stay in the movies even when i am the governor Exactly. It's like what you what you weren't even there. It was your, but he probably got paid. He probably got likeness rights. Maybe even a producer credit. Who knows? Wasn't there a movie that he had a cameo in where he like gives the Rock like a a, a, a wink or something like that, and it's kind of like the handing off of the action mantle. Yeah, that was uh, wasn't that um, it was Stallone's movie, um, the the movie with all those people in it. I don't know. It was before that. I feel, oh. I feel like this was this was when he was the governor. Yeah. So he wasn't. He was only in it as a cameo. He was in whatever movie I'm thinking of as a cameo. Okay. The well, the, the, the leftovers. The not the left. What was that movie? You know what I'm talking about. There was like three of them. I thought I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger was in all of those. Uh, he. Well, I might have. I thought he was governor in the first one and there's like one scene of him like standing in a doorway with a cigar and he like says something and then the rest of the movie happens. Hmm. What was that movie called? The Expendables? Yes, The Expendables. I never saw that. Oh. Uh, I was uh, disappointed. I thought it was just going to be like... any of them. Yeah, I thought like it was going to be all these guys, right? Your your classic 80s and and kind of 90s and, and whatnot kind of bad dudes like doing crazy stuff and they did do some crazy stuff but it wasn't over the top enough for me i guess Even it was though, no fast and the furious i've not seen fast and the furious me neither oh <laughs> <laughs> for me and I, I think a lot of people like those movies i mean i think there's like three or four of them but but i feel like they're what you're describing is like over the top 
ridiculousness. Yeah, but it lacked something, and I don't know what it was because there are ridiculous movies that that can pull it off. Where you, I don't know. And now I can't even come up with an example of what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh well. Sorry. <laughs> well, whatever the thing is I'm thinking about, I wanted the Expendables to be. I wanted to like walk away and be like, yeah, even though I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I I feel like he had a. That's from 2010. Let's find out when Arnold was governor. Arnold. <laughs> governor. So the plot of Terminator Salvation is basically John Connor in the future. It has Kyle Reese in the future. John Connor has to rescue him for some reason. They go into a Terminator factory where they bump into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, there's also the guy who is in Avatar for some reason, and I think he's the Terminator in that movie. Sam somebody. Mm. And uh, I remember the, the thing that I remember the most about Sebastian is that there was like all these rumors about what they wanted to do um, where – John Connor dies and then the the Terminator takes his face and like puts his face on top of himself in order to be John Connor because they need that John Connor character. And then turns out that John Connor is a Terminator or something like that. But they didn't do any of that. So, oh, I was going to say that none of that happened in Salvation. Yeah, no, this was all stuff that they, I guess they was in the original script that oh. they decided not to do. By the way, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor until 2011, and he's cr- he's uncredited in the Expendables as a character named Trench in 2010. So, okay, I think what we're talking about is the Expendables. Is he in credit? Is he credited in anything else? I don't know. I'm just looking at the Expendables. But The Rock wasn't in the Expendables. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to Wikipedia, he was not in. So I'm, I don't know what movie you're talking about. Okay. So maybe it wasn't the Expendables. Um, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I can tell you what I remember of Terminator Salvation, and it is that John Connor and Kyle Reese don't get along for a lot of the movie. <laughs> and I think there were some pickup trucks with guns on the back. And I remember Arnold coming out of the <laughs> tank. It definitely follows, it definitely doesn't follow the formula, which is. You would think it would be more interesting. How does it end? I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, does it end with John Connor being like, you're my dad and you got to go back in time? Or do they just, do they not? I don't, I literally can't remember. Oh, the other thing I remember is Christian Bale <laughs> had his famous lighting rant from that movie. Oh, is that from that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And for you who are listening, if you haven't heard the Christian Bale rant, it's it's pretty fascinating. You should Google it and listen to it. <laughs> and by all accounts, Christian Bale is a, is a nice guy. So he just like had a bad day one day and somebody got in his lights and he he flipped, flipped out. I think it was Walking Tall. Mm, I didn't know. The Rundown. That's what I think it is. Neither one of those movies did I see. But I could be wrong, seeing if there is a uncredited cameo from Arnold Schwarzenegger. So there, neither one of us can remember how Terminator Salvation ends. I feel like I've always wanted to rewatch it. Um, I I feel like it was boring. I feel like it was boring and (laughs) not in our, yeah, I just, there was bad, just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
A lot of sand, if I recall correctly. Driving around on a motorcycle? Yeah, a lot, lot of driving, a lot of sand. Was a callback to Guns N' Roses? Was there? Yeah, it was he like listening to that song when he's riding around on his motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah, did they attempt to redo that just in the future? Yeah. So so yeah, I think so he's driving around on his motorcycle and he's playing that song and you're like, "Oh yeah, cool, Terminator 2." Yeah, sure. Sure. It it was the rundown. Arnold Schwarzenegger is an uncredited bar patron. What year did he uh 2003 oh that's that's 2003 i think he was governor 2003 to 2011 i think is what it said so it must have just been right at the beginning um he walks past the rock in a bar and he kind of gives him like a a thumbs up or points his fingers at him or something like that oh all of this could be yours he says in that one little gesture yeah Hmm. you are me now so, Terminator Genesis. So, um, I had high hopes for this one, and uh, I think this is probably the worst of the bunch. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, if I had to like say which one of the is the worst of the bunch out of the ones we've already talked about, I would give it to Salvation because I just yep, don't probably re- right. remember it. I re- I feel like I was bored, etc. Uh, this one was weird, like. I kind of wanted to see like what were they going to do with the next movie, but it wasn't good. So it gets back to the Terminator 2 formula, but with some twists. In fact, they go back to the original Terminator movie where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. This was an attempt to to reboot everything. So every there. Yeah, it starts off with uh Kyle Reese. Well, I don't remember how it starts off, but so so Kyle Reese and Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, the Terminator both go back in time the same way they did in the Terminator. The difference is when when Arnold Schwarzenegger is it after Arnold Schwarzenegger mess gets the clothes from the punks. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Then other Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up and kills him. Yeah. And so it's like, you are terminated or something stupid like that. Well, don't they hit him with a truck or something? And then Terminator, the old Terminator comes out and sh- shoots him or something. I think he has like a bazooka or something. I don't know. Um, and then it turns out that John Connor sent back a Terminator to be with Sarah Connor from the time that she was a child. And so she has become her paramilitary self uh, that she is in Terminator 2 in the first Terminator and I forget how it ends. Oh, and they go into the future after that. So not only do the start, it starts in 82 and then they jump forward to the future. I don't know why and I don't know when. And they're and they're oh. being chased by a T-1000 again. I, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they do everything that you just said. They interrupt the flow of time. Uh, and then old Terminator has been building a time machine in a warehouse and he's like, Oh, I have to stay here to operate it. So is he, is he younger? Is he de-aged when we first see him, but still older than, uh, original Arnold? I think at some point he is de-aged when definitely when the, the 1982 or 1984 version is, is special effects. And I think the version that is in the, 
80s that has been there since the Sarah Connor child is a little bit older, but still younger. Yeah. And then they jump forward to the future and that's modern age Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that's the movie where it explains the Terminator's age. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. So he waits at this factory. They f- go forward in time uh, and then they, they go get him and he's old. And the Oh, old and that's, that's also the one where, John Connor turns out to be the bad guy. I forgot about that. <laughs> You're getting way ahead of everything. <laughs> so they're definitely trying to create a universe, right? It's written uh, very, very pulpy, very like, here's some mysteries and here's some things we're not going to... Like, they took a page out of J.J. Uh, Abrams' book and they said, we're going to just plant all these seeds. We'll have kind of a little plot here, which I guess I'm a little sketchy on. Like, John Connor oh, is... And that one has Doctor Who in it. Yeah, it's got Matt Smith... I forgot about all this stuff. Who you think is the orchestrator of like all of the bad things. But then John Connor, I think, kills Matt Smith at the end. And then you find out that John Connor is like, he's a Terminator. Yeah, somewhere in the middle. He's like a new. So it starts out with a T-1000, who's like an Asian guy. Oh, this movie has nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah, now it's kind of coming back to me. So the movie is really about Kyle Reese and uh, Sarah Connor, and young John Connor doesn't exist yet. Oh, because there's this other side plot of Kyle Reese is like, oh, I'm supposed to fall in love with you, and Emily Clark is like, ew, you're gross. Right. <laughs> and she, like, wants nothing to do with them, and she's like, oh, ever since I was a kid, this Terminator's been telling me that I got to have your baby, and I, I want to have your babies, and now that you're here, I don't like you. So how is John Con- like? So they go to the future, and John Connor's there. No, John Connor comes back from the future oh, to okay. the ninety two thousands or wherever uh, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor jump to, and they're being pursued by who's the? Because there's a different Terminator that's pursuing them. It's it's a T one thousand. Is it just? A, oh yeah, it's like a. Is it an Asian guy? Yeah, it's an Asian yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all coming back to me. And he dresses up in the T2 cop uniform. Yeah. So it's it's not, what's his name? Uh, at all, they don't even attempt to be like, I was, what's it, uh, Pat, Patrick? No, Patrick Harris is yeah. in it. But they don't even like do like a CGI replica and then have him like morph into the Asian guy. They just start off with him being an Asian guy. He wears the cop outfit. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. I vaguely That's re- all you get. I remember that. So- does that mean that in the can or the the context of the timeline of that movie, they had sent back the T one thousand to nineteen ninety one like they had originally done, or did they send him back to like two thousand twelve where they jumped to, or did they send him back to no they sent him back to the eighties, didn't they? And then he just kind of like waited around. I honestly don't remember. Oh man, it could be any one of those things. <laughs> I think it's the. I think it's. I think it's the latter. I think that they sent T-1000 back to the 80s to stop the Terminator who was stopping the Terminator, but they got away in the time machine, and that's why he's like an Asian guy instead of Patrick, what's his face? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, thank you. Uh, oh, man, it's all coming back to me. And then, yeah. And, and then John Connor is a Terminator, but he's like a new like uh, data Terminator or something. Or, or like He's like the T-1000, but it's all like digital bits or something like that yeah at first i feel like he pulls his face off and he's like a more advanced t800 but then i feel like you're right there's like bits that flip 
and he can like read well he's basically like a t1000 it's like a super terminator yeah uh it's like even better than the t1000 because he's he's made up of digital bits it's no longer liquid metal now it's liquid bits yeah (laughs) something like that so he comes back in time and now he's gonna kill sarah and kyle and i feel like he's like it's for the good of the future or something and they're confused like how are you a terminator and why are you trying to kill us and i think that's the same thing the audience was asking like what is happening (laughs) right now there i remember some scenes in a hospital uh, in a parking ramp and then Matt Smith gets killed, and then you they, see kind of off- they use a MRI machine in the hospital to to stick the Terminator to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> there was an odd scene at the end when they do the whole time travel stuff, and I don't remember exactly what happens, but it involves Matt Smith and John Connor, and I think it's where you realize as the audience that John Connor is really the orchestrator of all this bad stuff. But the scene is cut in such a way that I don't think you actually know if Matt Smith is dead. Is Matt Smith like a hologram at the end? I don't remember. <laughs> but I feel, I mean, they obviously left a whole bunch of things open. And I don't even think they really resolved John Connor. I think they just got away from him. Does Kyle Reese live? Yeah, they both live. Okay, so that deviates from the, the usual formula. Well, because they, they haven't gotten it on, if you know what I mean. Oh, that's that's true. But usually, I mean, you know, the yeah. formula is the the person that goes back dies, and the monster that goes back also dies. Whoever goes back dies. That's the formula. So, anyways, the point is they were setting up, obviously, setting up a universe. I I imagine that they wanted to have multiple movies and spin this off into books and basically have kind of their own Marvel cinematic universe, but be like a Terminator cinematic universe. And the audience was not buying it. It it flopped because it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I remember being like intrigued just to be like, what could they possibly do in another movie to like continue this story? But also just being like, this is stupid. Yeah. So obviously uh, Hollywood agreed and they said, you know, all that other stuff you just saw, none of it counts. So somewhere along the line, it's become popular to just reboot stuff from wherever you feel like it. What's another example? Well, that I was actually, that's what I was, I was going to ask you this trend. I know, I know the first thing that comes to mind is that Neil Blomkamp, I think it was, was going to make an aliens movie that took place after aliens. Okay. Um, but it never got, it never got greenlit because, uh, what's his name decided to do his Prometheus and alien covenant stuff. I feel like Um, a, a Superman, they, they, one of the Supermans, they said, nope, none of that other stuff happened. Our movie, maybe it was Superman Returns, ignored okay. three and four and was supposed to come after two, but I guess ironically it wasn't that good. I, I didn't actually mind Superman Returns. That's the one that had uh, Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. I I I don't recall liking it or disliking it. I think it was a thing that happened, and I was like, okay, that was a movie. I liked it much more so than our current uh, iteration of Superman. Maybe just because it. Harkened like they cast people that looked like Christopher Reeves and um, Margot Kidder. Yeah. And they kept, I felt like anyways, they kept the spirit of uh, those movies. I remember thinking she was a terrible mom for bringing her child on board Lex Luthor's boat knowingly. Yeah. 
I just thought it was neat that they're like, hey, they're going to follow up on the fact they had sex in the Fortress of Solitude. Like, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I guess nobody liked it. I didn't mind it. And then we got uh, Brooding Superman. Which I, I thought Brooding Superman was Henry Cavill is yeah, great yeah. as Superman. But those movies were should have been something that they weren't. They Yeah, they needed a, a different director, maybe. Yeah. A different direction. And, and, and a different writer. I don't know. A lot of different things they needed. But anyways, uh, what was the point with all that? Oh, movies that just kind of ignore like, yeah, those sequels just didn't happen. The only one that I can think of is this and Superman. Probably. I feel like there's more. I mean, I guess the Star Wars sort of did it where they rewrote all of the uh, all of the the expansion stuff. Eh. They basically said once Disney takes over, none of this stuff counts. But I eh. think there's another... I think there's another big one but i can't i can't put the nail on the <laughs> i mean are you thinking about star trek because i feel like all of that as confusing as the timeline is like it all linear it all tracks maybe that's what i'm thinking of i mean I, star trek's like a clever soft reboot in my opinion yeah um well what, what are some other soft reboots well i don't know um i don't know <laughs> i can't think of i i don't know Okay. Well, forget it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they said uh, two or sorry, three Salvation and Genesis. Eh, they didn't happen. Uh, but Terminator Dark Fate. This this is Terminator three. Yep. That's what they said. And like I said, I came in knowing like Sarah Connor's back. Like the, the, the trailer, the bit of the trailer I saw was her like showing up by a pickup truck. She's that's the scene that I'm talking about. I wish they did not have that scene in the trailer. Because the moment that it happens on the in the movie, you're like, oh, this would have been really cool to not know about. Even if you know that Sarah Connor's in the movie, you didn't want to. You didn't want to know that she was like a badass Terminator hunter, or what? Didn't you? I, want? Did, I, I didn't want that scene spoiled. Okay. Like that for because for me that was like probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where they're on the highway and doing all that stuff, and then she shows up at the end of it, and you're like, yeah, but having not known that there was that moment I feel like would have made it a little more interesting. I, I, I could absolutely see that, right? You could know that Linda Hamilton's in the movie, but you may not know like how she's in the movie. And so when they're at that scene and she shows up and she's all buff and even though she's an older lady, she looks great. She's got her weapons. You're like that, that could have been that moment where you're like, yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. They basically took the, they took the reveal and they put it in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and that's I, the only, I, I, Go ahead. No, that's the only chunk of trailer I think I saw was just that scene. The other scene for me was the fact that Arnold was in it as an older Terminator. Yeah. That was revealed in the trailer. And I was like, I wish you hadn't revealed that because I know exactly where you're going in the middle of the movie when they're like, let's go to these coordinates. Yeah. It's like, oh, way to, way to ruin that. I, um, so again, as I mentioned earlier, like I had a lot of high hopes for this movie. I thought, okay. Linda Hamilton's back. I, I think uh, James Cameron, again, still a producer, but by all accounts, I feel like he was more invested in this movie. I thought maybe he had more oversight. I know he well, was. I understand he was part of the. Uh, he was in the writer's room, so he was actually coordinating the script or, or, or the plot, not not the script. Yeah, but, but he was he was involved in the the, the story. So from. From that perspective, uh, I was like, well, 
it, he's back. He's, he's not doing avatars. He's doing this. It's going to be great. Well, no, he's never not doing avatars. <laughs> I know. He's taking a break from avatars, the 12 sequels he's got cooking. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, it started, and, and I think almost immediately I was like, oh, boy, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> uh, and I'm not even talking about, like, probably the worst scene. I guess the other thing we, we kind of alluded to earlier, like, Edward Furlong was listed in the credits, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Like, a lot of time has passed. Like, he's, he's a man now. You could see him in, in older age, and whether he gets killed or whether he's a general or however they're going to use him in this movie, like, that, that could be super interesting. And we find out that, you know, after the events of Terminator 2, they went down to like a all-inclusive resort in Cancun and a Terminator walked out of the ocean and killed little Ed Furlong. Which was a real bummer. <laughs> it was such a bummer. So, A, uh, I didn't see him getting killed coming, and I think that was the whole point. But yeah, B, yeah. like you got some really good for better or for worse, de-aging effects of Linda Hamilton and Terminator. They they didn't, they were at least far enough away from them or they did enough clever cutting that it looked like, hey, this is like the next scene of Terminator 2 is here they are. It looked really good. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, Arnold, de-aged Arnold walks out of the ocean. And so none of those people were the actors that actually played them. So there was... There was de-aging going on, but they they had three actors, each one playing Linda Hamilton, one playing Edward Furlong, and one playing Arnold, who were not any of those three people. And then they took scenes from Terminator 2 and probably, yeah, I think just Terminator 2, and then they kind of used those as their references and kind of de-aged based on that which which worked out really well yeah i guess it's you can't really call it de-aging they did like a princess leia from rogue one where they basically made cgi models of other characters and but it was so much better because they used actual references from yeah. terminator 2 yeah i i agree i and i think just the the time difference in technology it just made yeah. it look that much better which is a little frightening in that like we could have like we could have movies with our favorite old characters in four or five years that look like they actually made the movies. <laughs> well, if there if there's if there are references, yeah, definitely. Uh, but anyways, uh, so it, it really again that's another case where the wind gets taken out of the sails of Terminator Two because you leave on such an upbeat uh, yeah uh, uh, note that we saved Termin we saved uh, John Connor we saved the future we destroyed Skynet oh. What? And then John Connor gets killed. And not only that, it's not like they sent yet another Terminator back in time, but evidently they sent a whole bunch of Terminators back to all points across the world. And this just yeah. happened to be like a random Terminator. So like we went through this huge adventure. Uh, so at the end of Terminator 2, I think she does go to Mexico, right? Yeah, they're on their way to Mexico. I think they got to escape the law, right? Because they blew up a laboratory and they're right. probably in some trouble. So, And she does mention at some point that she had her own episode of America's Most Wanted dedicated to her. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so so she's, in, she's in Mexico now, and that's where the Terminator comes out of the ocean and kills John Connor. Again, all of that. And, 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 and even there's like a John Connor turns around and the look on his face is like, wait, I recognize you. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah. It was a sucker punch. It, so yeah. It worked as a sucker punch. I, I just, man, it, man just, it was disappointing. It was just disappointing. It, I, I would have just assumed that 
I don't know. Just assume that the whole movie, like, ah, oh, John's in college or John's, I don't know. Like, or John ran away. John ran away. John, after he realized that Skynet wasn't going to be a thing and there was nothing for him and the loss of these face all throughout his life, he ran away. And, he didn't uh, want to hang out with me anymore. Yeah. And, and so, I'm, and that's why I'm sad. And and that could be like the plot of like, yet these Terminators keep showing up. And, and I, I, even though we stopped Judgment Day, I still want to kill these Terminators because I still feel like they're going after my son. So that's what I do now is I just go from place to place killing Terminators whenever I get a, a tracker beep on my pager that somebody gave me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been a little bit better. Um well, it it would have and it wouldn't have been. I mean, it would have it would have uh, it would have been better for you and I, but I think as far as the story that they were going for, they want to have Sarah Connor kind of stripped of all of her uh, everything that she everything that she ever had. She's lost now, and she's at a point where she's just kind of sort of aimless and having a you know it's it's kind of following her character as she gets involved in this again and slowly starts becoming a mother figure for the the new John Connor. Yeah, I suppose. I just, like, after she's lost the man she fell in love with for one night, her son, who she's been doing everything to protect and ultimately couldn't protect, I question whether or not she would, like, keep living, right? Just be like, oh, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff. And considering that she didn't think that the future was, that she saved the future, then, yeah, I mean, I could I could see her being suicidal, but then, you know... I don't know. She's she's stronger than that. That's true. I mean, maybe the obligation of like, oh my gosh, another Terminator walked out of the ocean and killed my boy, and now he's walking away. The future's not safe after all. Well, it probably took her a while to figure out what was going on, because like that Terminator is from was sent back before they changed the future, and and this is the logic of Terminator things. Once people get sent back, it doesn't matter what's happened in the future; they've been sent back. Yeah, I don't mind that. So, so that that Terminator and perhaps more Terminators were uh, from the Skynet timeline, right? And so and we learned that there's a whole new timeline. Yeah, and so I guess robot uprising and some form of Judgment Day is just inevitable. So a different brand of Terminators, and I believe they're still called Terminators. Maybe I don't. Remember. I don't know. They have they have fancy nicknames. I don't know. Uh, they're the Rev series now. Yeah. So we uh, we get um, a... The new John Connor is... Uh, I can't remember her name. Her name is Danny Ramos. You can tell I just watched this movie yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Who played the Terminator Protector? Uh, the Terminator Protector... I don't know who played it, but her name was Grace. And she is the augmented human. Yeah. She's, I didn't uh, think she was a very good actress. Oh, she's but, she's great. But but she, I I didn't I didn't think she was very good as an actress. Like, but I thought she really looked the part. Like she has a really unique look to her. Yeah, that I think worked really well. But as far as her being an actress, I think she she did, she was kind of flat for me most of the time. Oh, uh, Mackenzie Davis. Yes. Uh, and she was, she's been, she's been in quite a bit of movies. I don't know that I've ever seen her before. She was in Tully, which if you haven't seen Tully, you should see it. I've rented Tully from the library a number of times, but I've never watched it. Do you remember Diablo Cody? Cody? Diablo Cody? I do. Yeah. She made a really good movie and then she made a terrible movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is this is this is I don't know if this is her third movie or not, but this is a redemption for whatever that terrible movie was she made. Uh, it's good. You should watch Telly. Um, I can't, I I I like Jason. This is Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son. Yeah. Uh, he did Diablo Cody's first movie, uh, Juno. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he also did Tully, which is why I keep renting it because oh. I like I like his films. Um, and then in between, he did another movie which I also like, which I don't think was written by Diablo Cody. No. Um, and it's it's like a George Clooney movie. Oh, I don't know what it's called, but it's good. That's worth seeing too. Uh, the Mackenzie woman, she was in a show called Halt and Catch Fire, which is great. It's a really good show. Oh yeah. I've heard that that's a really good show, but I have not oh, watched it. I like it a lot. I watched it and I got done with it and like a year ago, maybe, maybe six months ago. And I still think about it from time to time. Like that's, it was, it was a really good show. I liked it a lot. Do you, I, do you also watch the other show that started around that time? That's by the Mike Judge. Silicon Valley? A, yeah, Silicon Valley. Oh. Silicon Valley and Halt and Catch Fire started the same year. No. I, they did, I'm pretty sure. Halt and Catch Fire was 2014 to 2017. Oh, you might be right. Silicon Valley just wrapped up, but I thought it had seven seasons. I don't know. Anyway, Silicon Valley is good too, but that doesn't have Mackenzie Davis. But does it stick with you? Uh, eh, Silicon Valley is 2014. Yeah, that's the same year you said. Oh, well, the things you learn on our podcast. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't discover it until like a year or so ago when somebody's like, you should watch this show. And I was like, it's canceled. And they're like, yeah, but you should still watch it. <laughs> and I did. And it has a sad, it's like, it doesn't have like a cliffhanger canceled ending. Like it actually ends. So I, I don't know if it was actually canceled or if they like said four seasons and we're done. Speaking of canceled endings, did you ever watch the Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles? I watched the pilot episode and maybe a couple more episodes in season one. I was intrigued, but then kind of maybe left it queue up on TiVo because that's back in the TiVo days. And then it got canceled and I was like, yeah, I guess I don't have to watch that. So it's worth watching even though it ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> then it's canceled. Um, yeah, they just canceled it and they, they were just like, no, screw it. We're going to do what we intended to do. And so it ends on a cliffhanger and you're like, I want more of this. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it is a really good show and it is, I feel, the best follow-up to Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't have much competition. It's got like three. It's got two things now. Yeah, they're they're not good. <laughs> um, so, anyways, this whole dark fate thing—you've uh, got the augmented human who she can go crazy, but then she depletes her energy source or something, which is weird. Why do you send back somebody who breaks half the time? Because she says at some point she's like, "I my powers really only last for like ten seconds, and if I don't save you by then, I'm kind of screwed." Like <laughs> that's the person you're sending back now. <laughs> And she volunteered for this process. I think she had sacrificed herself and got wounded, saving her friends, but then volunteered for this augmentation thing. Which... So we learn later that she saves uh, Danny Ramos in the future. Oh, that's right. They have a connection. And Danny Ramos becomes a great leader or a general or something like that, right? Yeah. Or no. and it, it, Sarah Connor even says, you're John. You're John. She, she's not. Well, right. Uh, she's not a leader or a general, but she is the one that inspires hope. I think she is. I think she is the the commander, though. 
Is she? She because she's like the one that unifies everybody because they show a scene at some point where everybody's just like like taking everybody else's food. It's like when Judgment Day or whatever the new version of that is. And she walks up and she's like, no, that's for everyone. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they go outside and there's like a whole community of people following her around. But I think there is I think she is the commander that uh, that grace wants to save in the future. And they keep saying, save the commander. And then is the commander. Okay. Yeah. The commander's fine. And I think that's Danny. That could be. And I, and I think the implication is that Sarah Connor trains Danny for the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie is, it it tries to do the Terminator two thing. There's a lot of cross country chases and they stop. It's a, it's a, big chase just like terminator 2 with some stops for some character development which yep. the character development works it's it's not bad yeah and we get the excellent scene where sarah connor shows up she's got her the pickup truck right the pickup truck i don't remember exactly how it plays in but she's got her gun she's she's i don't know the woman's like 60 years old but she looks great she looks fantastic and you believe that she could just show up and and take out a terminator yeah and so that's that's good um, but then like, there's some scenes where you're like, oh, she is kind of a grandmother's age and she's kind of moving like a grandmother. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and that's not a cut against her, right? She's, she's, you know, we, we're all human, but I feel like they could have edited it just a little bit more. Cause there was a few scenes where. She... Well, she's not supposed to be the, the, uh, the like physical lead. No, that's, no, no. That's, that's Grace. I, uh, I get that, but there was just a few scenes where you could tell, like maybe there's some arthritis kind of slowing her down <laughs> in this particular scene. I, yeah, I mean, you get have you, you've been watching Picard. I I got the same thing from like <laughs> the first episode of Picard. Well, he's like 79, but there's definitely he looks great, but there's some scenes where you're like, ooh, he is an old man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so they yeah they, they they travel. They ultimately like Sarah's got this what a pager or a iPhone or something that beeps coordinates of terminators she shows up and takes them out and she doesn't know who's been feeding her this information um but then they decide to go to the source of it yeah they the 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 augmented human grace is able to figure out what's in the phone and she figures out where the gps coordinates are coming from and it turns out it's the same set of coordinates that were uh etch a sketched on her stomach in case things got out of control. Oh, so they yeah. go there. Yeah. And uh, at the coordinates is a cabin and it's old Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we find out that it's the same Terminator that killed John Connor and without anything to do and no future to look forward to. He just kind of wandered around, met a woman, f- had a cro- close approximation of love, more or less adopted her son Essentially started a family without having a physical family and and not having any emotions. And they I yeah. feel like they delved into like like sex and like and he's like, oh, just the comfort of me being near is all she needs. Yeah, it was. We do not have a physical relationship. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I mean, I was really good at changing diapers. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody needs a physical relationship, so I don't know. It was. I'm not criticizing the writing one way or the other. I just I feel like it's a little far fetched. 
<laughs> like you're not even gonna have sex like once just to be like what is it like with this person <laughs> well i mean do we even know if he has junk i i i don't i i, I feel like uh the questions have been asked in the various movies and i feel like it's been alluded to like yes but maybe not outright said i don't remember well, we already know from Terminator 2 and Terminator Genesis that, well, we know from Terminator 2 that a Terminator can grow to emulate a human and kind of understand human emotions to a degree. We also know from Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 that Terminators have butts because we see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and in Terminator 2, as he's walking into the bar, one of the waitress does check out Terminator 2's package. Okay. Okay. So. She kind of looks down and she goes like, gives kind of an uh, like an approving wink, and then Terminator keeps moving on to go, uh, say your clothes. I need them. It just never came up. I mean, you know, some some people don't need that. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, anyways, they immediately put the family and Arnold in danger because of their presence. So I think the family, like Terminator sends the family away and then they fight. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they do a bunch of action sequences that are in the dark. So they're not that good. Um, I feel like they could be good if they were a lit better. Maybe, maybe my experience on my TV and my house is not as good as what they were in the theater. I don't really remember. I just remember him sending his family off. I think the kid gives him a hug, maybe. Yeah. And, and Sarah uh, Connor watches and she's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it all kind of goes blank from there. I don't think I remember anything from the rest of the movie. So it's just a large action sequence. They get on a, they, they get chased. They, they go to uh, a Sarah Connor's, uh, I guess, army friend. Who's not and, the same uh, army friend as in Terminator 2, or is it? I I don't think so, no. Yeah, okay. And there wasn't anybody that I recognized. Um, they get an EMP weapon. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they get chased by the Rev-9, which is the new Terminator. Um, his, his new ability is that the liquid metal portion can now separate from the uh, the the metal skeleton uh, yeah and he can be two he can be like a robot endoskeleton and then like a t1 yeah a t1000 which is doesn't make any sense it feels like there's a mass difference where the t1000 liquid part would be like half the size of the endoskeleton would be like a like a midget guy which would have been neat and funny to watch but it's just basically like now i'm one Terminator who turns into two Terminators. Oh, and by the way, only flesh can pass to the time machine, but I guess this is a different reality, so anything goes to the time machine. Although, I also think uh, Mackenzie What's-Her-Face comes through naked. No, they both do. Yeah, so, but he's... Although it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because in the, next in the very next scene that he comes through, also naked, he touches clothing and is able to replicate clothing. So why wouldn't you just go through wearing your fake clothing? Unless he's replicating flesh. I guess because you needed to see that for the Terminator people. I don't know. I guess at this point in the franchise and the fact that there's a different uh, timeline, like why uh, do they need to come through naked? 
<laughs> they do because that's what we know. The a lot of these movies are all about this are things we know. Yeah. And we need to make sure there's this that we know and this that we know and this that we know. But we're gonna change a few things where Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna say, I'm not coming back. And that's that was pretty fun. And then there's a scene where he goes and he looks at the sunglasses and he's gonna put them on and he's like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the plot point with them coming through naked in the first Terminator movie lent itself to Kyle Reese trying to explain to the police like this whole future thing and why they needed to protect Sarah Connor and the psychologist guy being like, oh, so you came through naked and you have no proof. How convenient. <laughs> it didn't need to be like the thing that happens when you go through time, but I don't know. You know, the other thing that really kind of bothered me, but you know, at the same time, you just didn't really care because Terminator 2 was so good is that the psychologist from the police department in the first movie runs Pescadero Mental Institute in the second movie. Well, it's a, it's a callback. It's a callback. It was like, did this dude get a promotion in between? Because he's just like the police psychologist who had met Sarah Connor and knew that Sarah Connor was pursued by... Well, it was with Kyle Reese, who had like this delusion of a future and also knew that this police station got shot up mysteriously. But I also think it is he it wasn't it implied that he made his career on Sarah Connor. I guess you're right. So I think there was like an implication that he blamed her somehow for the killing of the police chief and became like an amazing wrote like books about her. And that's how he got into power and whatnot. Maybe. I guess it only bothers me. It doesn't bother me when I'm watching Terminator 2 because Terminator 2 is such a great movie. It only bothers me when I watch Terminator 1. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, back to Dark Fate. How does it end? So they they get on a plane and there's a plane sequence where the bad Terminator flies a plane into the uh, good guy's plane. And then the plane's kind of... Uh, crash and they they have a humvee in the back of the plane so they all get into the humvee and they drive off the plane leaving the two terminators fighting on the plane uh the plane crashes into the water by the dam the humvee also crashes into the dam and ends up in the water there's a bunch of underwater fighting scenes that were very difficult to see as i mentioned earlier um they escape from that they get into the dam and then they have their final fight in the dam which is very similar to the T2 final fight. And uh, it was, it was, it was all right. It was good. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the two action scenes are not great and they're not easy to see. And I feel like one, if they were easy to see, they would be better. The, the, the cool thing about Terminator two is it pretty much takes place in the day. Yeah. So you can, you can see what's going on all the time. A lot of this new movie takes place at night, so it's more difficult to see what's going on. And I feel like that masks the the other thing is that inside the plane, it's hard to really tell what's going on. And that's like so many action films of today, where it's just like, this is an action scene, but I don't know what's going on. Oh, cameras moving and, all over the place. Yeah, and that's you know, people are moving all over the place, and then they start to have uh, G force, so people are floating at some point, and that's weird. You can't do G force and then slow motion and not have people be confused. Wait, is this a G force or are they <laughs> moving in slow motion? I'm so confused. Uh, so that was a little off. Um, I think it's by, it's by the, the action is by the director in Deadpool. So you would think 
Oh, like, that's right. That's the other reason I wanted to see it because it's it's Tim Miller, right? Yeah. So yeah. you would think he's a decent action director. That at the very least, the scenes would make sense. But I just feel like they took on too much. Yeah, th- those were the ingredients. Um, uh, uh, what's his Cameron James Cameron's larger involvement? Uh, we see the return of Linda Hamilton and Tim Miller's directing. I was like. This is and it's and it's a direct sequel of Terminator 2. We're forgetting about all that other crap. To me, this was like, oh, this could be great. This could be awesome. This could be like the trilogy, like the bookend to the trilogy that that we've been waiting for, that we've never received, and we can finally put this Terminator thing to bed. And then you know, oh, no, it's it's another reboot. Yeah, it, you watch it and you're just like, like like I said, like almost right away, I was like, ah, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the other thing I wanted to say about Terminator 2 real quick, like the, the, the night scenes exist so that you can see the definition of the explosions. Yeah. All of the actions and the chase scenes take place during the day so that you can see all of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. And that's there, like, that's... there, there is a night scene in Terminator 2 where they, they go from the lab that they just blew up to the, the, the factory or whatever. Yeah. And where they're being tra- chased on a truck by a helicopter, yeah. but it is very easy to understand what is going on uh, because of the way it's shot. You, there's nothing. Everything is very clear. You know everything that is happening as that scene is happening. It's not. There's nothing murky. They're not underwater where you can't really make out what's going on. Um, and there's not multiple it, it's, things. It's, it's just better directed. It's there, simple. You've got a truck driving. You've got a helicopter chasing it, and you've got a little bit of gunfire. Uh, and I think you've got like some side shots, shots from the helicopter, shots from the truck. I don't recall much in the way of bounciness from the camera's perspective. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really well assembled scene, and and then you get the crash, which is super satisfactory. Or uh, is very satisfying. And you see him like walking out from like the gas truck that it just exploded. And he hits the nitro truck, and so he's like freezing oh, as he goes by. And then he gets shot with that gun, hasta la vista, baby, and explodes. And you're like, the movie's over. Oh, wait, it's getting, it's warming up, and he's melting. Oh, my God. That's just such a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark Fate, not not a good movie. And I felt even like a li- worse because I brought my kid and his friend to it being like oh my god <laughs> this is gonna be great and then we we watched it and i was like so what'd you think and they're like it was okay i'm like no don't lie <laughs> it, it wasn't it was better than any of the other movies to come out after terminator 2 i can i yeah, sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was definitely better than genesis definitely better than salvation maybe i think it was better than teeth rise of the machines sure that's a very low bar though it is it definitely is (laughs) so i don't know how do you do you have any thoughts or details on how well the movie was received oh i don't know it was in and out of theaters like super fast like my window to see it was literally i think a week here so so i don't know that it did that well um uh it says dark face grows 60 two million dollars uh but it spent uh, uh the budget was 185 to 196 oh so it, it bombed and the marketing was 80 to 100 million dollars and it only made 60 the film will need to gross 4 
150 to 480 million dollars to even break even following its poor global debut it was estimated the film could end up losing paramount and skydance 100 to 130 million dollars so it made a bunch of money but it just didn't make the half a billion it needed to make. oh my god <laughs> they really they really thought this was going to do much better than it did i i mean i think the producers or paramount or whoever was like on the same page as me you've got these right ingredients these the right people are involved uh, and the, the thing is it wasn't a bad film it just wasn't a good film like it wasn't like you didn't watch it when you like Genesis and you were just like, I don't this makes no sense. This is stupid. Why is this happening? This is what Terminator has turned into. This that's felt almost like a Terminator movie there. The 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 characters were good. They had interesting interrelationships with each other. I didn't like that. Grace was really mean to uh, Sarah Connor a lot, but that's OK. You know, yeah. She that kind of jives with her character. So um, it just it was just that it was just the action scenes were not as well thought out as they were in Terminator 2. And and unless you were willing to go to that extra effort of making everything clean and concise, you're not going to have that type of movie. I don't, I don't know. I think you're you're on to something with with what you said. Uh, and I think. You can even look at Deadpool movies as an example of there's, I think I want to, in Deadpool 1, I feel like there's maybe three large action scenes. Mm-hmm. But as I recall, they're very clean and there's not a whole lot of things going on. You see Deadpool doing like a bunch of wild things, but they usually like slow everything down and you're not dealing with like two different things. You're just dealing with like Deadpool's doing a flip and like swinging his sword. And then something yeah. funny happens. And maybe that's like the formula, the right formula that works is that there's a payoff at the end of all of that. But I guess my point is, is that um, I guess, and, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like the first Deadpool, maybe even the second Deadpool didn't rely so heavily on a whole bunch of action scenes. And that's what Terminator movies have become is just a, a action scene after action scene after action scene. And I think and that's maybe part of the problem is like people people just want to remake t2 and they don't yeah, but i don't think terminator 2 like terminator 2 has a few action scenes like a few big action set pieces but i felt the same level of uh suspense and tense when sarah connor's running through the halls of pescadero trying to escape well, that- that is an action sequence. It's a running sequence. It's so simple. It uh, is, but that that is what that is a good action sequence. Is is a, is running, running around <laughs> and being chased by the monster. I mean, it's very simple, but it's well executed. And and that is, it's not a super complicated action sequence. There are no explosions. Yeah. But it's still it's still an action sequence. It's and that's why it's good. Yeah. She's trying to escape at the same time. She doesn't realize that somebody's coming in and trying to kill her at the same time. There's somebody coming in and trying to rescue her. And all of these things kind of come together at the same time. And it's just like this, it's this perfect storm of like filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. And, I then, mean, she, and then she sees Arnold Schwarzenegger in the hall and she like stops in her tracks. Oh, and it's she awesome. Goes, she goes slide skidding on her feet and you can just see the, the fear and the panic on her face. 
It's great. It is a, it is fantastic. But I guess uh, you're right. It is an action scene, but I guess it's not an action scene in like the classic sense of like things exploding and crashes and quick cuts and stuff. Like there's some decent. Well, it's well paced. There's a, there's decent cuts. They stop right. She's in the the little uh, security guard bubble with the doctor. She's got the poison at his neck, and there's like some dialogue back and forth, and then all of those things you just talked about, and then you get that great payoff of the T1000 melting through the bars. Mm-hmm. The doctor questioning, what did I just see? And then he takes his gun and like clinks it against the bars to reemphasize, no, you just saw what you just saw. Mm-hmm. And just like that, like that whole, I don't know, that whole element is, is it's missing from a lot of movies that are made today. Um, it's those details. It's just, the, it's the details. It's the little details. But I don't know. I don't even, I guess I didn't feel a connection with, um, what's her name? Maria? The new John Danny. Connor, Danny. Danny. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. Uh, I just didn't like, I don't know. I didn't sympathize with her. I wasn't rooting for her. I, I, I feel like that's the direction. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought like as far as the new characters go, you have Danny and you have Grace. They're very, they're very simple. Um, and no, we don't, we don't get a lot about them. We get, we get a lot of stuff about Sarah Connor, which is interesting, but maybe it's because we're nostalgic about Sarah Connor already that we care about Sarah Connor and we care about Arnold Schwarzenegger because of these previous movies. But yeah, in this, these new characters we don't really care about. And I, I wanted to, I really wanted to like them. <laughs> I feel like, uh, if, if you don't have any of the history of Terminator and Terminator two, you, this movie, does no business at all like worse business than it actually did because as cool as sarah connor is in this movie and linda hamilton is in that role you wouldn't make a movie with that person and that character without a little bit more character development and um motivation i mean you i guess you kind of get the motivation of of john connor being killed at the beginning of the movie but again if you don't know those other movies you don't know what the significance is of that young looking arnold schwarzenegger killing that weird cgi boy you're absolutely right and that also explains why they had to kill john connor at the beginning of the movie because if you're coming from this not having seen any of those other movies you'd be like what what is her motivation why is she doing all this stuff yeah again this oh movie th- oh her, her kid got killed i can understand that uh i guess you're right i guess you're by right. a by a robot monster but but no you're absolutely right without seeing terminator 2 this movie is not good at all yeah i think it's a double-edged sword and i think you're absolutely right they they kill him so if you if you're fresh to the franchise this woman has motivation to be the woman that she is and if you're not fresh to the franchise you just saw a staple character get killed so that should make you angry and sympathize with the main character but i don't know i don't know it's good it's good it could have been a really good movie i mean with all the parts that they have all, all the, the the way to make this a better movie with everything that they have is just, like I said, make the action pieces a little more clear and less complicated. Not so many moving parts. It seems like every movie nowadays just wants to have more and more complicated action scenes and they don't really work as well, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe some of them do. I don't know. Yeah. And then the other the other thing is just like make us care for these new characters somehow yeah and i wonder 
did they do this movie? I'm sure they did. Did they do this movie to like kickstart yet another franchise or kind of oh, kickstart like a new? Because I feel like there's probably a way to make this movie. Get rid of like make it a true Terminator 3 sequel, getting rid of the other ones a little bit more clever, use time travel in a way that we can still have like our John Connor. Not that I was missing him by any means, but to have it have more connection to the first two movies uh, and then like end it like, and this is how it ended. And then they finally saved the future. <laughs> I don't know. Some clever writing in there somewhere uh, it could have made it work, but I don't and know. Th- th- this movie went back to the Terminator two thing or the Terminator thing that I was talking about where, they weren't trying to fix the future because they were trying to make a franchise. And if you fix the future, you screw up the franchise. So the, the ending in this movie is the whole Skynet, which is not Skynet anymore. Now it's Legion is going to happen. And, uh, now Danny is going to be the new John Connor and Sarah Connor is going to train her. And she's the one who sent grace back. And she's the one who gave, grace the coordinates and it all makes sense. And I don't know. It, it, it just, it just could have been, it could have been so much better. I feel, I feel like I didn't dislike the film. Um, and I almost feel like it would be a fun film to have on in the background and kind of tune in when you're interested. Um, like if it was on TV, I might like put it on in the background and I don't know, do my laundry or something. Um, but it wouldn't be like a Terminator 2 where if it came on, I'd sit down and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this until the end. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know that I would give it give it that. Maybe, I don't know. Can't say. Uh, there, Yeah. So there there you go. Um, I guess, uh, dear Hollywood, stop screwing up my childhood. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're never going to they, they're 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 never going to stop. But your childhood's fine. But you know what? The worst thing about this is they're not even making any money off of this. No, it's it's sad. They've lo- really lost whatever it was. They can't figure it out anymore. I would bet you, and I'm going to look it up right now, I bet you Genesis lost them a bunch of money as well. Probably. I wonder if it's the same studio that still owns Terminator or if they keep selling it to other people. It, well, it was Corelco that turned into C2, and then somewhere along the line, I guess Paramount bought it. Uh, I don't know a reception. Uh, this this oh. could be our last Terminator. If it did that badly, it, we're it, probably not going to get another one. It tanked. Uh, Genesis tanked? Wait. Well, no, maybe not. Uh, Genesis, actually, it looks like... A, uh, let me see if I can read these numbers. $89 million in North America, $350 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $440 million. Blah 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 blah. The film would have needed to earn at least four hundred and fifty million to even break to break even. Uh, Terminator Genesis as the first movie to earn four hundred million worldwide without grossing a hundred million dollars in North America. So it did really well in foreign territories. Hmm. Uh, I can't really de- it. It didn't tank as bad as Dark Fate, but it doesn't look like it really made much of a profit. You know what's sad about this movie tanking is is that people at Paramount or whatever the big studios are going to look at this movie as a failure and blame it. And they're not going to blame it on the direction or the set pieces or any of the or organization of the movie. They're going to blame it on the fact that it's three female leads. And that is sad. 
You think so? Oh, absolutely. Because hmm. that's always been the, the supposedly the Hollywood argument is we can't have female action stars because it doesn't make as much money. That's why there's no like until now we, we just got our our Black Widow Marvel movie. There was never a, a, a female led Marvel movie um, until Wonder Woman happened. Sure. Because Wonder Woman did really well. Yeah. So so. You know, people are just going to be like, well, movies star, action movies starring women don't do well unless it's like a previously established character or something like that. And it's just like, no, it's it's the movie. It's the movie. Yeah, I would say action movies starring female leads that have bad scripts and bad direction don't do well. Yeah, and it doesn't exactly. have actually anything to do with the women leads because that's not the, that that is. No, like I said, I've, I've heaped all the praise on praise on Linda Hamilton, and even came to Mackenzie Davis's, if that's her name's defense. Uh, arguably, I didn't, I didn't again, like I didn't really have much of a connection. I couldn't tell you whether or not, uh, what's her face, Danny, Danny, uh, she was forgettable to me, uh, and I would imagine that that's more to do with direction than her as an actress. Uh, did you? It's fresh in your mind. Was she a good actress? She was. I feel like the problem with her and Mackenzie is the same thing is that they were not directed well. I feel like probably neither of them have ever done an action film before and that they, if you're, if you're a person that has never done an action film before, especially one like a cheesy kind of comic booky dialogue sort of thing where all the dialogue is like, do this MF -er, I'm going to shoot you in the face or whatever then you need to have a director who knows how to get you to get there. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. I, I, I don't think that's easy for men or women who have never really done it before. It's, it's hard to be those kind of super heroic characters and pull it off unless you have a director who can get you to dare get you there. And that's the whole job of the director. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this makes any sense, but the first thing that comes to my mind is Bruce Willis. He makes it look so effortless because he's been in a hundred of these action films. But if you rewatch Die Hard, his performance is kind of wooden in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and he's not, how do I put this? While he is the lead of that movie, uh, there is a lot of that movie that doesn't have Bruce Willis in it. And it's a great movie. Yeah. It's well, again, it's just, just like Terminator 2. It's well-directed. It's well-paced. It's well-edited. The action scenes play out really well, uh, and it remains one of my all-time favorite action movies. And it's a very well-crafted movie. And, it is just like the, a lot of a lot of thought was put into the the plot and the script and the and the set pieces and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. and it's very clear what's going on. So like, so it almost doesn't matter if Bruce Willis is a little bit wooden. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that that movie itself, there's there's other there's people will do the top 10 things that are wrong with Die Hard. And they always point to the fact that the ambulance comes out of the back of the truck when earlier in the movie you saw the people come out of the truck. And I was like, man, that movie came out so long ago and I never noticed that. You want to know why? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> the movie is so good that it doesn't matter that that doesn't make any sense. Because if you're invested in the movie, you don't notice stuff like that. Yep. But uh, yeah. And uh yeah, so male, female. I guess I I hadn't even considered that, but now that you say it, uh, it I guess this doesn't do female action stars 
uh, any good moving forward because this movie was not good, not because of them, but because of poor direction and poor writing, in my opinion. Which is too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I, I I would have loved for this to have worked out and to have even reignited a new franchise. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I think they just, sometimes maybe it's, maybe it's time for a reboot. No, just and, let it go. Just be done. Well, yeah, with or, it. or, or to let it go. Cause like, uh, you can't keep doing sequels anymore. You you just can't, there's nothing left to do. Come up with yeah. an original idea, make a, a female actor, the lead, Give it a good director, give it a good story, give it a good cinematographer. I don't know. <laughs> Just don't call it Terminator. Call it something else. <laughs> call it call it space time robots. Well, there are no mov- new movies anymore. No, I just made one. It's called Space Time Robots. <laughs> it's about it's about these robots that travel through space and time. And uh yeah, the rest writes itself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bang that script out this weekend and uh yeah. It'll be great. Cool. We'll get, uh, we'll get, you know what? Uh, I guess she wasn't the lead. I, I really like Char- Charlie's Theron in Mad Max. Oh yeah. She was good. She was, um, she's in, um, uh, just something blonde. Oh, um, I, I haven't seen that yet. And I would like to, that's a really good action film. Yeah. Oh, atomic um, blonde, atomic blonde. Yes. Yeah. It's based on a comic book, of course, cause nothing can be original, <laughs> but, uh, it is, it's, it's a modern action film. It doesn't, it's not like an eighties action film where the set pieces, you know, are per simple and make sense, but it is, it's a little of the, the janky, like, I don't know exactly what's going on, but it's well done to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter because you're just having a good time. You know what they should do? Dear Hollywood. I think they <laughs> should reboot Die Hard and cast John Connor as Jane Connor or some other better name than that. Uh, and make Charlize Theron that that action star. I think John she, John Connor from Terminator. Oh, I mean uh, John McC- Jane McClain. <laughs> Jane McClain. Jane, Jane McClain. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, I I think she could totally pull off like j- almost the exact same character of like washed up cop, marriage on the rocks, coming to visit. But this no, time, then you get angry Ghostbusters fan and going like, Oh, it's the lady Ghostbusters. Oh, I hate women <laughs> stuff like that. And it's just like, give it a chance. And then well. it turned out to be a horrible movie. And then that, that again, <laughs> it doesn't do any service to female led action films because it wasn't a good movie. I don't want to sound not woke, but the Ghostbusters movie was awful. <laughs> and I love every single one of those female leads, but that movie was just bad. It was not good, <laughs> and yeah, I, I was yeah. I don't. We, that's a that's a thing you can't can't. There's no winning in that conversation. Uh, but but the movie was bad. Yeah, put men in there, still bad. Yeah, it could have been the same movie <laughs> with four male leads. It would have been just yep. as bad. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So that's that's what I got to say about Terminator. How about you? Yeah, we uh we kind of diverged into a. Uh, <laughs> Meaning of Hollywood. Oh, well. I saw Parasite. Oh, good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. But as we talked about on the podcast proper, uh, I'm not going to spoil it by talking about it because I think everybody should see it. Although I think this episode will probably come out before that episode. Mm, Yeah, Good point. Um, I'm not going to spoil Parasite. It's a movie. 
but I do want to say one thing about it. It's a movie that I watched. I liked it. And then I thought about it like a lot after I watched the movie, like just like that halt and catch fire. So like things like that, that I think about, like that, that leave kind of a, uh, a mark on my imagination. Yeah. Definitely fall in, in, in top 10, 20, 50 lists of whatever. So. And that's the thing. It's like, not a lot of movies do that. You watch so many movies these days where you go in, you watch it, it's enjoyable while it's on, and then you forget about it. I, I feel the same way. I saw it a couple of weeks ago, and I still think about it. Yeah. I think uh, I, th- I feel that way about Marvel movies to a degree. Like, they're so enjoyable to watch, but then kind of like a month later, it's not really there anymore. It's like, which one was that? Yeah. It's, it's like a, you know, it's like a piece of, uh, it's like a piece of okay pie. Like it's delicious in the moment, but you know, it doesn't change the world. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know there's a, a black and white cut of Parasite? I don't know if it, oh. the edit is any different, but the, uh, the director he really likes old black and white films. Sure. That makes sense. And so he want he wanted to do a black and white cut. And so they went and they. They, tr- they, they redid the whole film. They like color treated each scene. They took it frame by frame and they like reworked it so that it was all black and white. And, uh, that's awesome. Uh, th- what I was disappointed by was Logan Noir. <laughs> was there, a, there was a Logan one. Yeah. They re-released it in black and white. Uh, and I think it's got an official release, Logan Noir. Uh, but all they did in, from what I can tell anyways, is they went into their photo or their video editing app and just turned on black and white and then released it. Cause when I think, when I thought of it, I was like, Oh man, it's going to be like, like super like emphasized contrast and real defined lines and edges. Like, you know, like a real crisp, like style. It's like kind of like Sin City. I feel like was like, yeah, we're black and white, but like we're black and white. There's a lot of black, yeah, yeah. a lot of white. Uh, Logan Noir, the bits and pieces I watched, it's just black and white. It's like watching Logan on a black and white television. <laughs> when when back in, when when you made films with black and white film, you had to do it in a certain style, in a certain way uh, to make up for the fact that it wasn't in color. And so you have a lot of like shadow and, and texture. And and uh, I, I feel like the parasite from what I read, they're they're trying to recreate that. I, I could see it working. I could see it working very much uh, with even with the material that they have. Like, yeah. So, well, without spoiling. Okay. That's, that's all I got, Adam. Okay. Well, then, what do we talk about next time? We should talk about Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, I haven't seen Jackie Brown and I haven't seen Hateful Eight, but I think I've seen all the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then I guess, are you talking about the things that he's been tangentially involved in, like um, True Romance, which is an excellent movie? Well, he wrote that. So he was, I would say he was more than tangentially involved. In but that. he didn't direct the Tony, Tony Scott. Yeah. Tony Scott, RIP. Yep. Great movie. Uh, then From Dust Till Dawn. Didn't he write that one too? He also wrote that one. Um, and Robert Rodriguez directed that, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of opportunities for for franchises or things to talk about. So maybe we do a spinoff podcast for our patrons. <laughs> oh, there you go. And it's all just films. We just talk about one of us picks out a film, and then the other one has to watch it, and we just talk about it. That could be is interesting. 
it's never going to happen, but you know, maybe. <laughs> uh, that could be a patron level. Guys, you need to watch this movie and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. We love watching movies. Yeah, until somebody picks out like faces of death or. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or bizarre porn. <laughs> right. Right. Not, nothing bizarre. We'll watch, we'll watch like Samurai Cop, but we won't watch like weird stuff. I haven't seen Samurai Cop. Really? I want to. Oh my God. It's, I think it's on Amazon Prime. We go watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go live stream it. <laughs> or live it's, tweet it. I guess that, that would be more accurate. It's a classic, terrible movie, which the first time I saw it, I was not in the mood for. And I just got mildly angry as I was watching. And I was like, why do people watch these? <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. So I need to, I need to rewatch it with a, with an open mind from my childhood back when we used to watch movies like that. Good times. <sighs> all right. You got, you get to close it up, Adam. Yeah, no, I was about to. Uh, so you're all set. You got nothing more? No, nothing else. All right. Until next time. My name's Adam. And my name is Jeremy. And the danger room is closed. Dun, 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 dun. The soundtrack was kind of cool. Did you stay for the, all the credits? No. Oh, they, they, they took the, that, that, and they kind of, uh, added some flavor to it. And I thought that was tasteful. Oh, did they make like the Terminator original soundtrack rap? Cause that would Not have been quite, dope. They didn't go, they didn't go quite that far. <laughs> they, they just added some modern sounds to it, but it was tasteful in a way that I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like Ghostbusters where they, they so, got whatever that band was to recover the, the Ghostbusters soundtrack. You mean Ghostbusters 2 or the new Ghostbusters? The new Ghostbusters where they they had some pop post-punk band or whatever. I don't post Post-pop band do a Ghostbusters rap. I don't remember that. Was it, oh, was it, was it Fallout Boy by chance? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. I don't know why I pulled that. I must have some vague memory of listening to that and hating it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. it's nothing to love. So there you go. Dun, 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 dun. Record scratch. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>